0: Shalom, brothers and sisters. Um, I'm Brother Sid. I have Brother Corey assisting me today. We're going to go into, through the Spirit of the Most High, a very important historical lesson. Uh, Today, we're going to go into the history of the war between Jacob and Esau. Today, you're going to find out that there is a race war that has been going on for ages, since Bible times. And it started in Genesis. Genesis. Today you're going to find out that there's nothing new under the sun. A lot of the things you see today stemmed, the origin, comes from Bible days. We want to give you some understanding on why governmental structures operate the way they do. There's typically, you know, in this world there's a lot of races of people, but it's really a struggle between two. Only between two. The others are just players in the game, but for rulership, there's a struggle between two. And that is Jacob and Esau. You're going to find out why there's a struggle and who Jacob and Esau are today. We're going to start in Ecclesiastes in your Old Testament. And we're going to read verse, uh, excuse me, chapter 1, verse 9. Ecclesiastes 1, verse 9. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done, is that which shall be done. And there is nothing new thing under the sun. There is no new thing under the sun. So that means... People traditionally don't change from generation to generation. So as we see, you know, the black and white race wars and why we don't get along, you will find out today traditionally why predominantly our races don't get along. And it's because we're closer than you could ever imagine. Read verse 10, brother. Verse 10. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new? It has been already of old time, which was before us. Read that again, brother. Verse ten: Is there anything whereof it may be said? See, this is new; it has been already of old time, which was before us. That means the tricks of the government are the same tricks they used in prior times, in ancient times, in biblical times. So the things that are transpiring through government, uh, as far as as far as legislation how uh, minorities are demonized um, and shown in a, in, a, in a bad light to say the least. this comes this stems from a biblical story today to prove to you that the Bible it, though some may call it an old book, there's nothing new under the sun. there, there is nothing in the Bible, or excuse me, there is nothing that you're dealing with today that you cannot find in Scripture. Read nine and ten one more time, brother. Verse 9, the thing that has been, it is that which shall be and that which is done is that which shall be done and there is no new thing under the sun is there anything whereof it may be said see this is new it has been already of old time which was before us now the reason we don't know this is because we don't read majority of people don't read they spend their time on you know internet social media uh... and they're really not reading the bible so if you needed some understanding on why things are the way they are today Uh, in society, in your communities, you would need to pick up your Bible and learn some history. So we're going to go into history today to give you some insight onto why this fight or this race war has transpired. We're going into Genesis. We're going all the way back to the beginning, y'all. We're going to the Torah. Genesis 25 uh, and 20. Genesis 25 verse 20. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padam Aram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. Now we know that the children of Israel, who are predominantly the Negroes, the natives and the Hispanics, they are sons of Abraham, Isaac, and then Isaac had children. So we're going to we're going to learn about Isaac and his children. Continue, brother. Verse 21. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Right. So Isaac went to the Most High God and prayed, because his wife was unable to have children. So he prayed to the Most High, and the Most High blessed him. Continue, brother. Verse 22. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. Right. So she she, she went to the Lord and said, Lord, if you, if you bless me to have children, then why am I having this extraordinary or inordinate pains? Read 22 one more time, brother. Verse 22. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to the inquire of the Lord. Right. Continue, brother. 23. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. So, the Most High told her, there's two nationalities, two separate nationalities in thy womb. Now, this is the first time that you could have two different races of people or nationalities of people come through the same womb with the same mother and same father. Read 23 one more time, brother. 23. 23. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. So the Most High is telling her that there will be two nations in in your womb, and one of the children shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. Now, there's a lot of firsts going on in this scripture, because typically the younger Well, typically the older received the blessings and the younger served the older. But read that. Read 23 again, brother. 23. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Now it says that the one shall be stronger than the other. You're going to find out that. These two children, uh, one of them was the so-called Caucasian or Edomite, the white man, and then you had Jacob. Jacob is uh, the Neg- well. Jacob is the father of the Negroes, the natives, and the Hispanics. So you're going to find out that you know uh, the children of Israel, um, the younger child would be stronger than his big brother. And typically, you can see that if you take a minority, a, a Mexican or Uh, Benjamite or, you know, a Jamaican, somebody from the West Indies or even a Negro and put them in a ring with boxing gloves against any other nation of people. Typically, we're going to come out on top. That's just how the Most High made us. We're not to say we're better than anybody, but this is why they've started to break down our immune systems with these vaccinations. They know, you know, if it just came to typical strength, we would win. Uh, Read 24, brother. Verse 24. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled... Behold, there were twins in her womb There were what? Twins in her womb See, so there was twins in her her womb Remember the Most High said There would be two manners of people Two different nationalities It's the first time this have ever happened Continue, brother 25 And the first came out red All over like a hairy garment And they called his name Esau Read that one more time 25 and the first came out red all over like a hairy garment and right. they called his name Esau right so the first one would be red now you know we d- we want to deal with historical facts now there's no such thing as a white man if you have a sheet of computer paper take a look at that paper that paper is white so there is no person that's white the first child came out it said red all over which meant that it had a this was this child had a lack of a melanin, so Esau would have a distinction. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 25, and the first came out red all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. Right, like a hairy garment. This is an attribute. Typically, Edomites or Caucasians, so-called white men, they they have long locks. They're hairy. They got hair on their back, on their arms, on their neck, you know, everywhere, even on their knuckles. So the first, the older, our uh, big brother Esau, red all over, like a hairy garment. See, typically, look at a, a Caucasian child when it's born. It's red. If you press on their skin, their skin becomes pink or red. There's no such thing as a white man. Esau was the first Caucasian. At this time, there was no other people of uh, with a lack of melanin. Esau was the first quote-unquote white man He came from a black father and a black mother See, and you're going to find out That this is why we don't get along You know, not us personally But in general, our people do not get along They're just like brothers You know, brothers, they fight all the time So Esau was our big brother Um, Read that one more time, brother Verse 25 And the first came out red All over like a hairy garment And they called his name Esau and after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. Read that again, verse 26. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when the, when she bare them. Right. So Esau was our big brother, and Jacob, or Ya'iqub, which means supplanter in the Hebrew, was the younger. It said that it said that he took hold on Esau's heel. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 26. And after that came his brother out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. And his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was three score years old when she bare them. Now, remember, it said that the elder shall serve the younger. The elder is Esau, our big brother. Now, notice the scriptures did not denote the color of Jacob. Why is that? Because Jacob was the same color as everybody else during that time in history. All people up until this point were people of color or had brown skin. You're going to find out. Now, let's, let's look at, we're going to look more in depth to the reason, the reasoning behind Jacob taking a hold of Esau's heel. Read that one more time before we move on, brother. Verse 26. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was three score years old when she bare him. Right, now we're going to go to 2nd Ezra chapter 6 to show you what was the significance between Jacob taking a hold of his big brother's heel. We're going into 2nd Ezra in your apographer, guys. Go into your apographer, go to 2nd Ezra chapter 6. We're going to read verse 8 and verse 9. 2nd Ezra 6, verse 8. And he said unto me, from Abraham unto Isaac, when Jacob and Esau were born of him, Jacob's hand held first the hill of Esau. For Esau is the end of the world, and Jacob is the beginning of it that followeth. Read that again. Verse 9. For Esau is the end of the world, and Jacob is the beginning of it that followeth. Right. So Jacob would take a hold of Esau's uh, Esau's heel. And the significance behind that is that Esau would be ruling at the end of the world. And Jacob would be the beginning of it that followed without separation. The end of the world doesn't mean the end of the earth. It means the end of an eon or a society. So if if you're trying to figure out or trying to identify Esau, look at who's ruling at the end of the world right now. Look at the majority, you know, 99% of the American presidents. Look at 95% of the government, the Congress. Who is that? Read 8 and 9 one more time, brother. Verse 8. And he said unto me, from Abraham unto Isaac, when Jacob and Esau were born of him, Jacob's hand held first the hill of Esau. For Esau is the end of the world. And Jacob is the beginning of it that followed. Now, that's why Esau typically has a problem with us. Because maybe not individual Edomites or Caucasian people, but the governments, they know that, you know, every um, every nationality of people have had a chance to rule. Number one, you had the... And when you go into the Torah, you have the Egyptians who ruled. Then you had the Babylonians, the Persians who ruled, the Persian Medo Empire. Then you had the Greeks who ruled. And now... You have the Romans who are ruling. You can tell by their moniker, that symbol, the eagle. They are ruling right now. And listen, we don't have a problem with Edomites ruling because the Bible said they would rule. They will rule for a time. But after that, it'll be Jacob's turn. Jacob have not ruled yet. And this is what they're trying to stop, this prophecy. That's why the drugs are being uh, placed in our neighborhoods. That's why they're promoting and sensationalizing the types of music. Of murder, drug use, fornication They're pushing this on Jacob Because they know that Jacob is going to rule after Esau fall but You can't have two, two powers can't rule the same space So once Esau falls, Jacob will rule Read 8 and 9 one more time before we go back brother Verse 8 And he said unto me, from Abraham unto Isaac When Jacob and Esau were born of him Jacob's hand held first the heel of Esau for Esau is the end of the world, and Jacob is the beginning of it that followeth. Right, and we're going to we're going back to Genesis, we're going to read Genesis twenty five and twenty six. We need to show you the significance of Jacob holding on to the heel of his brother of his big brother. Genesis twenty five, verse twenty six. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob, and Isaac was three score years old when she buried him. Alright, now we're going to go to... We're going to go to Romans 9 and 11. Romans 9 and 11. We're going into the epistles of Paul. One second. We're going to read Romans 9 and 11. Romans 9 verse 11. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil... That the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. Right, so the Most High chose that Jacob would rule before they were born. This was There wasn't anything wrong that Esau had done. There wasn't anything right that Jacob had done. The Most High chose Jacob because he knew that Jacob would follow his laws. It's just like as you as a parent, if you have more than one child... Uh, you would probably choose the child, you would place them in authority, the child that would follow your laws, your rules. We're going to read Romans 9, chapter 9, verse uh, 10 through 11 uh, again. Romans 9, verse 10. Excuse me, 11 through 13, I'm sorry. Verse verse 11. For the children being not yet born, neither, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to the election might stand. Not of works, but of him that called So there was no works. There was nothing that either of these children had done for the most high to choose. Jacob. Continue, brother. Verse 12. It was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. So it was told to Rebecca. See? And sometimes he's just dealing with the mother or he's just dealing with the woman. Why is that? Because typically men, we try to control everything. Women don't do that as much because they they um, that's just the attribute. They're helpmates. So they they're actually looking to be led. So he told the mother, Rebecca, you know, which one would be in charge. Read 12 again, brother. Verse 12. It was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger as it is written. Jacob have I love, but Esau have I hated. He said that he loved Jacob and he hated Esau. Now, is he saying he hates Edomites or the children of Esau? No, he said he hated Esau. And throughout this lesson, you're going to find out why. Because Esau had a hatred for God. He had a hatred for the Most High's laws. And he he made a vow to murder his brother. See, read 13 one more time, brother. 13, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. See, so he knew that Esau would start to throw us in slavery, start to set up vaccinations, start to um, sensationalize foods that the Most High God would say don't eat. They would start things like pornography. So if you if you're an Edomite or a son or a child of Esau, then you want to turn away from the attributes or the um, the upbringing of Esau. You would want to turn away from that and follow the Bible. I want to be clear. He does not say he hates Edomites or the children of Esau. He hated Esau, that one man, who was the father of the Caucasian man. And this is usually why, you know, a lot of Edomites don't follow the Bible. Um, A lot of Edomites, as far as Jewish people, they have a hatred for God. They don't believe in Christ. They don't believe in God. They tell you, you know, you can worship Buddhism. Look, Look who made freedom of religion. Who was that that pushed that? That's because they have a hatred for God. They had a hatred for Christ. Remember, who killed Christ? That was the Romans. Those were Edomites, children of Esau. So because of that, the Most High being all knowing, he said 13 again, brother. Verse 13, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Now, if Edomites or children of Esau will turn away from what is uh, instilled in them just through upbringing and they turn and follow their brother Jacob. They follow the Bible. Then the Most High love you. He said, "If you keep His commandments, then He love you. If you love Him, you keep His commandments." So we don't want you know Edomites or P- children of Esau, Caucasian people, to think that God hates you. God do not hate you. He hated Esau, your father. Right now we're going back to Genesis twenty-five to get some uh, attributes of the, the two brothers. Genesis chapter twenty-five. Verse 27. Genesis 25 and 27. And the boys grew. And Esau was a cunning hunter. Read that again. And the boys grew. And Esau was a cunning hunter. A man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man. Dwelling in tents. Now these are attributes so you can identify. It says that Esau was a cunning hunter. Now we know. That's definitely the Edomites. That's that's the white man. They will put. You know who would make something to you know. To call a duck. A duck call. Who, who would do that? Who would know to do something like that? Who would put, you know, female deer pee on them To get a male buck to come near him. So they can kill him. This is Esau. This was one of, this was their attributes. He would be a cunning hunter. A man of the field means they like to be outside. They like to go on, you know, they like to be out fishing on canoes. You know, going on, you know, uh, climbing up mountains. All types of stuff. They like hunting hunting. They like to just be out there in that atmosphere, being intense. That's what they love. Read 27 again, brother. Verse 27. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man, dwelling in tents. See, Jacob Jacob was a man of color. He was plain. He dwelt in tents, which means, you know, we, we like to hang in the house. We, we're not out there wrestling bears and, you know, trying to wrestle, you know, uh... Snakes and alligators. We, we, no, we don't do all that. We hang in the house. We might watch some TV, you know, read a book or something. This was just the difference. And, and you know, these are good things. They're brothers. Jacob and Esau are brothers, but they, there's, they have certain attributes that make them special. Read 27 again, brother. 27. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents right so Esau you would be able to predominantly know Esau because they're cunning hunters look at look at who's dealing with the um, you know if you commit a crime and you leave a a smidgen of hair Esau will find you you commit a crime he will hunt you down right that's Esau Jacob isn't he's not really dealing with that he stayed in the house with mom he learned how to cook right that's what he did play some shoot some hoops or something so there's a difference. Continue, brother. Verse 28. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But Rebecca loved Jacob. Right? It says Isaac. So our father Isaac he loved Esau. Why? Because Esau was a hunter. So when Jacob, when excuse me, when Isaac became too old to bring home the food, he sent his son Esau out there, and Esau would feed us all. You know who that is? They know how to. They know how to hunt. They got all the weapons. You know, most Edomites have two, three weapons. They like to be out there. They hunt for fun. They like to be on trails. This is what they do. There's nothing wrong with that. Read that again, brother. 28. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But Rebecca loved Jacob. And Jacob's side piloted. Now it says, Rebecca loved Jacob. Why did she love Jacob? She loved Jacob because the Most High said Jacob would be chosen. She, he told her that you would need to keep Jacob close because Jacob would rule. See? So that's, and that's predominantly why, you know, we are mamas, boys. We, we love our mamas. That's typically why that is, because it started back then. Continue, brother. Verse 29, and Jacob saw pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. Now, it said in 27, excuse me, in 28, it said that Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. So Esau or Edom means red, red. So continue, brother. 29, and Jacob saw pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Right, it says red pottage, right? So Esau was out hunting, he came in, guess who was cooking? Jacob. You know, we season the food, we barbecue, that's us, that's what we do. He came in, he was hungry, he saw that red pottage, which means there was blood in the food. The food wasn't fully cooked. Jacob was cooking, he asked for that red pottage, for I am faint. Read 30 again, brother. Verse 30. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. Right, Esau is Edom. The children of Esau are Edomites. And look look what it says. It says that same red pottage. You know that Edomites or Caucasian people love rare meat. They love that. They love blood to be dripping out of their food. Now, Jacob don't deal like that. We're going to do a barbecue. We're going to burn it, flip it over, flip it over again, right? You probably got a brother who's who not even part of the cookout. He like, flip that thing over again. I think I see a little blood there. That's us. We're going to cook the blood out until it's almost a hockey puck. This is an attribute. Esau loved that he was in that warrior spirit. So in that warrior spirit, you would drink the blood of the animal that you killed to take the spirit. We're going to show you that this was a sin to eat that red pottage. We're going to uh, Genesis 9 and 4 to prove to you that we are supposed to cook the blood out of the food. Genesis 9 and 4. Genesis 9 verse 4. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall you not eat. Read that again. Verse 4. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall you not eat. Why? Because there's life in the blood. Remember, when when Cain and Abel got into their rift and Cain killed Abel, he said, where is your brother? For his blood crieth out to me. See? So the blood is still living for a time after it comes out of the flesh. So it was a sin. You're supposed to cook the blood out of the meat. But nah, Esau, he was like, I want that thing with blood in it. That was Esau. Therefore, his name was Edom, which means red. We're going to go back to Genesis 25. Genesis 25. We're going to start back at 30 once again. Verse 30. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. Now, remember, traditionally in history, the the, older, the elder child gets a birthright. He gets the birthright. He gets everything that his father had worked for, the land, the business, the money. Because he's the older child. Remember, they were twins. Esau came out first. Esau is our big brother. Read that again, brother. Verse 31. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. See, so Jacob knew that we're not supposed to be eating blood. But hey, this is big brother. If this is what you want, I'll do it. But give me that birthright. See, that's Jacob. Listen, you know what's right. You know what's wrong. If this is what you want, I'll give it to you. But I want that birthright. Read, brother. Verse 32. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? See, no faith. Esau said, Look, I'm about to die, man. This birthright don't mean anything to me. And see, this is why the Most High had a problem with Esau. Because he didn't even respect the birthright that he fought for. They were fighting in the womb. Remember, uh, Rebecca said, Why do I have these pains? Because Jacob and Esau were fighting in the womb to come out first from beginning. Read that again, brother. Verse 32, and Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day, and I swore to him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Read that again. Verse 33, and Jacob said, Swear to me this day, and he swore to him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Now, I want to point out that if you examine this, he he said, Sell me your birthright. Esau had a choice to say yes or no. So we didn't, he he didn't get tricked into this. He made a decision that he would have to be responsible for because he was hungry. So because he's hungry, he, he decided to sell his birthright to his brother. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 33. And Jacob said, swear to me this day. And he swore to him and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Now we're going to Hebrews 12 and 15. Remember, he sold his birthright. He wasn't forced. He made a decision. To sell his birthright We're going to Hebrews chapter 12 Verse 15 Hebrews 12 and 15 Looking diligently Lest any man fail of the grace of God Lest any root of bitterness Spring up Trouble you And thereby many be defiled Right, read that one more time Verse 15 Looking diligently Lest any man fail of the grace of God Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Right, so Esau became bitter now. He was bitter. Bitterness can turn you away from the Most High. You can be defiled through bitterness. Esau was profane. He was an adulterer. You know, they push that today as if it's right. He sold his birthright for meat. Continue, brother. Verse 16. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau... Who for one morsel for meat Sold his birthright See He was he was a fornicator He was profane He was a cusser for one more, From one piece of meat He sold his birthright Which means He had no respect for the Most High Read both of those scriptures again brother Verse 15 Looking diligently Lest any man fail of the grace of God Lest any root of bitterness springing up Trouble you And thereby many be defiled Lest there be any fornicator Or profane person As Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright right see so after you know after you become a fornicator and a profane person and you start not to worship uh you know follow the most high's commandments his laws and statutes now that changes your whole everything about you now he's selling his birthright see sin changes the person that you are continue brother read 17 verse 17 for ye know how that after when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Right. So even after even after he sold his birthright, he you know he didn't come back to the most high to ask for repentance. So he became angry now. Esau became angry because once he was no longer hungry, he realized what he had done. Hold on, I sold my birthright. See? He let that thing come up in him and now he's bitter against his brother. We're going to prove it to you. We're going back to Genesis 27. We're going to go to Genesis 27, we're going to read 1 through 10. This is the story of Jacob and Esau. Genesis 27 verse 1. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so he so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, "My son." And he said unto him, "Behold, Here am I. So Isaac became old and his sight began to leave him. So he couldn't clearly see. Therefore, he couldn't really, you know, do the things he liked to do, which was hunt and prepare food. So he called his oldest son Esau into the room. Continue. Verse two. And he said, behold, now I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now, therefore, take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver and thy bow. And go out to the field and take me some venison. Venison is dear. Continue, brother. Verse 4. And make me savory meat, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. So he told his eldest son, I need you to go hunting and bring me that food that I like, and I will bless you before I die. Now remember, Esau have already lost his birthright. He've already lost that. That belongs to his brother now. Continue. Verse 5. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spoke to Esau his son and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it read that again verse 5 and Rebecca and Rebecca heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it now Rebecca the mother she heard what Isaac told his eldest son Esau what did Rebecca do verse 6 and Rebecca spake unto Jacob her son saying behold I heard thy father speaking to Esau, thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and and make me savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Read that again. Now, now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I have commanded. So she said, listen, I need you to close your mouth and follow what your mother is telling you to do. Don't say anything. Just do what I said. Read that one more time, brother. Verse eight. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kind kids of the goat, and I will make thee savory meat for thy father, such as he loves. See, so she said, I know, listen, I know what he told your older brother, but I need you to listen to me. I need you to follow what I say. Follow what your mama's telling you right now. Why is she doing this? Because God told the mother before they were born that, that the, that the, um, the younger, uh, that the elder should serve the younger. See, so she knew this. Isaac had no idea because she kept it to herself. And that's the proof that sometimes God is just dealing with the woman on a higher level. He's just dealing with her. And everything that he say to a woman is not always to be uh, presented or, you know, it's not to be spread amongst everybody. Sometimes he's telling you something for you, Ladies. She never went and told Isaac what God told her, because God didn't tell her to tell Isaac. He told her for a reason. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. Go now to the flock, and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. See, so she didn't promote what the Most High said. She just kept it with her, and she thought, you know, I don't know how this is going to happen, because... You know the the elder usually gets the blessings and the birthright, but uh, you know I'm just gonna trust in you. And see, she heard this. The Most High made sure she was there to hear it. A lot of times when you hear something or you, um, you know you you catch uh, when you catch hold upon something that's being done and you actually catch it, that's the Most High making sure you catch that. Because a lot of times you're not even listening. But the Most High made sure she heard this because when she heard it, she knew in her soul what to do because the Most High told her years ago. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. Continue. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. Now she's saying, I'm going to prepare the food like he likes it, and I want you to take it to him so he can bless you. Now you may be thinking, how can he do that? One is black, one is white. Well, remember, in the beginning of the chapter... Isaac had lost his sight, so he couldn't really see that well. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 10, and thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. Right, so now she said, look, I'm going to prepare the food, and I want you to take it to your father. Remember, she told Jacob, listen, I need you to just listen to what I'm saying and do what I say. Now, the Bible says, honor your mother and father, therefore you have a long life. So what did he do? He honored his mother and father. Now in the Christian church They'll teach you that Jacob is a deceiver Because he did this When all he did was follow his mother And his mother only did what the Most High said Because see a lot of times in life Things should go a certain way But the Most High have a different plan for that Sometimes you have to break the mold See And Rebecca followed what God told her And Jacob followed what his mother said So this was righteousness A lot of times in the church They call Jacob a deceiver And see, this is why Esau is mad with us right here. This is why. We're going to go to uh, verse 30. Jump down to Genesis 27 and 30, brother. Genesis 27, verse 30. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob... Right, so Jacob had taken the food to Isaac, and Isaac had now blessed Jacob. Continue. Verse 30. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob... And Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from hunting. Right. See, so now Isaac have already blessed Jacob and Jacob have gone. And now Esau comes in from hunting now. See, see what happened? Rebekah made the food, the venison, gave it to um, Jacob. Jacob presented it to his father. And his father blessed him. Right after that, Esau came in with the food now. Read 30 one more time. Verse 30. And it came to pass. As soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. And he also had made savory meat and brought it unto his father and said unto his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's venison that thy soul may bless me. See, so Esau has no clue what have already transpired. Jacob have already received the blessing. Now, did Esau do something wrong? No. Esau went and did exactly as his father asked. He went, he killed the animal, he, he dressed, I mean, he, he cooked it, seasoned it up, and brought it to his father. So Esau didn't do anything wrong up until this point. But remember, the Most High said, I choose who I choose. I chose this to happen before they were born. So it was nothing that Esau did that was wrong. But the Most High made a decision and you know nobody is here to be able to you know your arms are not long enough to box with God if he make a decision that's the decision that he makes regardless of how you feel about it continue brother verse 32 and Isaac his father said unto him who art thou and he said I am thy son thy firstborn Esau and Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said who where is he that that had taken venison and brought it to me I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him. Yeah, and he shall be blessed. And he what? Shall be blessed. And he what? Shall be blessed. So he said, listen, uh, <laughs> who was that? Listen, he will, he will be blessed. I can't take that blessing back. That's what he's saying. Listen, I already blessed him. Okay? He, he, he trembled. Who who are you? What? Ha-? So whoever that was that I blessed shall be blessed. That's what he's saying. Read that again, brother. Verse 33. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it to me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest, and have blessed him. And yeah, he shall be blessed. Right. Continue. Verse 34. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. So Esau started to cry. He was hurt. You know, because he actually didn't do anything wrong, but this was a plan from God. A lot of times we have a plan of how we see things going and the most high just blow down your stack of cards. Because he's the most high and we are his we're a product of creation. He's the one who created us. So we can't you know and see the issue is that if Esau would have received the blessings, there wouldn't be a problem with the Bible. But because he didn't, now toss the whole Bible away. See? Now I'm gonna persecute these people. Now I'm going to, you know, now I'm going to act like white people are Jesus. When we know that Jesus was a Jew, that means he was an Israelite, which means he was a person of color. See, so it wouldn't have been a problem had Esau received the blessing and the birthright, but he didn't. So now all of a sudden there's an issue. Read 34 again, brother. Verse 34. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, thy brother came with subtility and hath taken away thy blessing. Right. He said, listen, your brother, your brother was subtle. He came. He got your blessing. Continue. Verse 36. And he said, "Is not he rightly named Jacob, for he had supplanted me these two times. Right. So he said he's rightly named your Iquap or Jacob because Jacob means supplanter. Supplanter means you have to come underneath and re- supplant. He came behind Esau and got the birthright. He came behind him and got the blessing. Remember, he said, I'll give you the meat if you give me that that blessing. I mean, that birthright. Now he came and and gave his father the food and now he have received the blessing. So Jacob was a supplanter. If you know history, you know that Israelites named their children based upon what they were to do in life. Read 36 again, brother. Verse 36. And he said, "Is not he rightly named Jacob for he hath supplanted me these two times. He had taken away my birthright and behold, now he had taken away my blessing. And he said, Hath thou not reserved a blessing for me? So he's pleading with his father. Give me something. My brother have taken everything. He took my birthright and he took my blessing. Do you have anything for me? Continue. Verse 37. And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord. And all his brethren have I given to him for servants." Read that again. I have made him thy Lord And all his brethren have I given to him for service See, so that means that Jacob will rule And other people will will serve him righteously See, this is what came with that blessing This is what came with that birthright So, Jacob will rule When Christ come back to free us and liberate us We will rule That's why when you go into Revelations It tells you the 12 tribes uh, uh, 12,000 from each tribe Those are Jacob That's the government that's going to rule, a ruling government. The same way when you go to Iran, there's a government. Same way when you go to America, there's a government. There will be a government coming back with Christ. And they will all, the 144,000 will be 12,000 of each tribe. Read 37 again, brother. Verse 37. And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord. And all his brethren have I given to him for servants. And with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? So can you give me something, Dad? You have anything? He said, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac, his father, answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth. Read that again. Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth. And of the dew of the heavens from above. So let's examine that. He said, Your dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth. That means that Esau would predominantly have all the land. Look. Look at what they have now. They've t- taken the Americans, they've the Americas, they've taken Europe. They got all of the land. See? So their dwelling should be the fatness of the earth. That means through war, of course, they got it. But this was part of their blessing that they would have majority of the earth. They would colonize. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 39. And Isaac, his father, answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of the heavens from above. And by thy sword shalt thou live. Read that again. And by the sword shalt thou live. See, by the sword, they shall. that's how they'll live. Look at how they got the lands. Through murder. Through savagery. That's how they get, came to the Americas and killed the people there. How do you think they got Europe? Because they're not the original Europeans. They went into Europe in, what, 1912 B.C.? Zeppo. They took over those lands from Asia, Eurasia. remember. And then pushed Asia into the parts where they are now. Read 40 again, brother. Verse 40. And by thy sword shalt thou live. Remember, by the sword they should live. Why would they need weaponry? Because that's what they use. Their weaponry is superior to all people. That's why people are afraid of them. Remember, Jacob is stronger physically than... Than Esau but by the sword Esau would live so everything he would have he would get through the sword why because he wasn't blessed with the land each each family had a land but you, you got to remember that Esau was the first of his own nationality so he had no land ham got a specific part of land japheth got a specific part of land and Shem had a land given to him all children of Noah but Esau was the first of his own so he had no land he had the mount of Mount seir the mountains read 40 brother verse 40 and by thy sword shalt thou live and shalt serve thy brother and it shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. Right. So what this is saying is by the sword they would live. They would have to steal and kill to get a land. It also says that they, Esau would have dominion. Read that again 40 again brother verse 40 and by thy sword shalt thou live and shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass when thou shalt have dominion, that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy net. Right. See, to prove to you that Esau would be ruling at the end of the world. See, he would have dominion. And that's who's ruling now. And listen, we don't have a problem with that because we're next. We got next up. Y'all got it right now. You have dominion right now. And that's fine with us. We'll rule also righteously, not the way they treated us. Not beating and whipping people Spraying people with water hoses And sicking dogs on them See So this is why They treat us the way they treat us This is why 340 and 41 brother Verse 40 And by thy sword shalt thou live And shalt serve thy brother And it shall come to pass When thou shalt have the dominion That thou shalt break his yoke From off thy neck And Esau hated Jacob Because of the blessing Read that again And Esau hated Jacob Because of the blessing Wherewith his father blessed him And Esau said in his heart The days of mourning for my father are at hand Then will I slay my brother Jacob Then what? Then will I slay my brother Jacob Then what? I will slay my brother Jacob See? This was the beginning of the war Esau hated us And he said Listen, when Isaac, my father, die I will slay my brother See? So if you're wondering the reason for, you know, captivity Why the way we demonize. And demoralized on television through the media. This is why. Esau made a pact. He promised that he would slay us. But there's so many of Jacob. He couldn't kill us all. There's 12 different tribes. He couldn't kill us all. Read 41 again, brother. Verse 41. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. See, notice how we've never treated Edomites or white people in a derogatory fashion. Even when they were swinging us on trees, what did we do to them? See, this was why, because they knew that the blessing of who would rule the world would go to their brother Jacob, who they feel stole from them. This is how they feel. It wasn't just a black, you know, we don't like them because their color is Different from us No That had nothing to do with it There's a blessing From Abraham To Isaac To Jacob To rule the world And they know that See Even when they were Spraying us down With water hoses We was doing nothing They was making us Sit on the back of the bus We was never attacking them We was never negative Towards them Or violent towards them Why was it always One sided you see seeing it right here Read 41 again brother Verse 41 And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing, where well, with his father blessed him, and Esau said in his heart, "The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob." Now you see why Romans nine and thirteen said he hated ja- uh, he hated Esau. See, because Esau hated his brother and, and made a pact to slay his brother Jacob. Is God's chosen people the Israelites? So he said he would kill the chosen people, just like he killed Christ. That was Esau. That was the Edomites. Let us prove that to you. Go to Genesis 36 and 9 to show you who are Esau's children. Genesis 36 verse 9. Genesis 36 verse 9. And these are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites in Mount Seir. Read that again. And these are the generations of Esau. The father of the Edomites and Mount Sea. See? The father of the Edomites. So if your father is Esau or you're Caucasian, you're an Edomite, according to Scripture. The minorities, the, the Hispanics, so-called Hispanics, the Negroes, the natives, they're Israelites. Caucasian people are Edomites, and we are brothers, according to the Bible, through blood. If you take a prick of my blood, and a prick of a white man, so-called white man's blood, and put it underneath of a microscope, it come up damn near the same. It come up almost the same. If you take a prick of my blood, you take a prick of an African's blood, it's nowhere near the same. It's, it's not even close. But you take a prick of an Edomite's blood and an Israelite blood, and it's almost it, it mimics it, it mimics almost to the hundred percent percentile. We are very close, and that's why we don't get along. We're brothers. We are brothers according to the Bible through blood. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. And these are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites in Mount Seir. Mount Seir, that was the land given to Esau, the mountains. That's why they like to be up in the mountains. That's why they like that cold terrain. You'll see them out in wintertime wearing shorts. This is why, because that's where they came from. They were given the land of the mountains, Mount Seir. Read that one more time. Verse nine. And these are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites and Mount Seir. Right, so we wanted to show you that Esau made a pact or a promise to kill his baby brother Jacob. And that's what have happened. Remember, they came over to the Americans, slaughtered the North American Indians who are Jacob. They enslaved the Negroes, right? Swung them on trees. Then they went over to the Puerto Rico, to, into Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, and slaughtered them down to only a million of them. See, so he didn't only do this to the Negroes, to all of Jacob's children. He have he have tried to slaughter. Look at the Vietnamese. What happened over there with the Vietnam War? Some of the Japanese, this uh, the Ayunu tribe, who are the who they call the samurais that come from Samaria. A lot of those people. Are actually Israelites. Look what happened over there. They dropped bombs on them. See? So Esau made a pact way back in Genesis to destroy his little brother, and he's doing that to this day with vaccinations, through sending us to wars, having us join his armies, through having us play sports that, you know, where we're getting our knees blown out, tearing Achilles, ACLs. See? Now it wouldn't just be physical. He would try to use psychology. He would use religion against us. Now we want to show you who we want. Read that one more time, actually, brother. Verse nine, and these are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites in Mount Seir. Right now, we want to show you because all Edomites aren't you know don't hold to this pact to where they want to take us down. But there was one specific family. Of Edomites who who took on this oath from their father Esau once Esau died and said you know what dad I'm going to do what you said and I'm going to persecute our brother I need you to read uh, verse eleven and twelve brother verse eleven and the sons of Eliphaz were Taman Omar Zepo and Gatam and Kenaz and Timnah was concubine to Eliphaz Esau's son and she bare to him Eliphaz Amalek who. Eliphaz Amalek right Amalek see Amalek is the specific family of Edomites who who picked up that banter to want to persecute their brother Amalek is who you call today the Jewish people they're really not Jews at all that's why they call themselves Jewish Jewish that word's not in the Bible ish is a suffix if you bluish then you're not blue if you're babyish you have characteristics of a baby you're not a baby Jewish means they have characteristics of a Jew, which means they would claim that they're us and they would follow some of the holy days like the Sabbath, which means they wouldn't work on a Saturday. That's the only thing. They're not Jews. Christ wasn't Jewish. Show us a scripture where it says Christ was Jewish. Christ was not Jewish. Christ was a Jew from the tribe of Judah, the fourth son of Jacob. See, so Amalek is the specific family of Edomites who would have a hatred for God. Right? The Jewish people hate God. And you can tell it comes out in their incinerary tongue. They would have a hatred for Christ. And it's because they know that the Mosai said what? He said he hated Esau. And this was the son, Amalek, that that picked up that banter to want to kill his brother. Amalek. You can go to Google and type in Amalek and see who comes up. Picture of Jewish people. They're Amalek and we know who you are. You're Esau. You're Amalek. And it's really funny how when you come to people, especially Caucasians, um, and you ask them, uh, who's Esau? They'll tell you, oh, we don't know who that is. He he died off somewhere. But they know everybody else in the Bible. They'll rightfully come to black people and tell us we're Ham. We're Hamites. Noah's son, Ham, the youngest son of uh, Noah. They they know who the Asians are. They know who the black people are. They know who everybody else is except for Esau. They will never tell you that they're Esau. Why? Why? Because if we knew that they were Esau, we wouldn't help them in anything. We wouldn't work for them. We wouldn't work with them, because we know that the Most High have a problem with Esau. Therefore, we have a problem with Esau. And we're not talking about all Edomites, but the governments are being ruled through Amalek, through the Jewish people, the people, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Duponts, the people who came up in 1913 with the, you know, with the money. They came up with the, uh, with the system of cash, you know, paper cash. That was them. That was them. The same people who paid Judas. That was them. The Romans. That was them. They have a hatred for our people. And we never knew why. We thought it was a color thing. It had nothing to do with color. It goes all the way back to Genesis. For those who say the Bible isn't true. Then why did they swing us off trees then? If it wasn't for this. If it wasn't for that blessing. And it wasn't for that birthright. Then why are they swinging us off trees? Why are they vaccinating us? Why is it 90% of the jails in America are packed with minorities, Mexicans, so-called Mexicans, so-called black people, Jamaicans, Trinidadians? Why is it? See, they have found a way to make slavery legal. Now they have made slavery legal. They haven't put down this banter because why? They pass things down to their children. We don't because we, we don't know anything. So you think they just pass down money? You think they just give their children money? You think they just passed down businesses? Nah, that's not the only thing they're passing down. See, and this was the secret that they push in, the, um, in the Masonic halls. Freemasons, they know who we are. They worship the devil in secret. And the plan is to kill Jacob. Because why? Because if Jacob is dead, then Esau can get the promise back. Or so they think. Listen, Jacob, you know, he's supposed to rule the world. But if he's dead, then that promise will come back to me. This is what they think. Let me just kill my brother, therefore I can rule forever. You think these people want to give up their rulership? You think that these people, the governments, the the elites, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, DuPonts, all these Jewish families, the crafts, you think they're looking for Christ to come back? Why would they be looking for Christ to come back when they're ruling right now? We just wanted to show you, read verse 9 again, brother. Verse 9, and these are the generations of Esau. The father of the Edomites in Mount Seir. The father of the Edomites. If you are Caucasian, you're an Edomite. Now, we're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 7. Because we don't want, you know, we pointed out who Esau is and who the Edomites are. But I don't want Gentiles to believe we have a hatred or we're against all Edomites. Because that that couldn't be further from the truth. We have Edomites and all other Gentiles that we love. Um, you know, so... We have no problem with an Edomite In fact the Bible commands us not to hate an Edomite And we want to prove that So just because we're pointing out who people are Because it's important for you to understand Who is who in the Bible Doesn't mean that we have a disdain for Edomites We're going to prove that by going going to Deuteronomy 23 and 7 Deuteronomy 23 verse 7 Thou shalt not abhor an Edomite Read that again Thou shalt not abhor an Edomite for he, he is thy brother. See? We shall not hate an Edomite. For he is our brother. See? So even though we they treated us the way they have treated us. Like second class citizens. Swung us off trees. Sprayed us down. Told us we was Africans. We shall not abhor an Edomite. So anybody who's walking around talking about they hate Edomites. Then they're clearly not following the Bible. And they're not making it to the kingdom. Whether they're an Israelite or not. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. Thou shalt not abhor an Edomite, for he is thy brother. Right. See? So we don't hate Edomites. The Most High said he had a problem with Esau, not Edomites. Read that one more time. Verse 7. Thou shalt not abhor an Edomite, for he is thy brother. He is our brother. See? That is our brother. Regardless of what you want to say. Even if Edomites don't want to claim to have no black in them, they actually came from a black mother and father. No matter what they say Because their word is not stronger than the word of God The word of God said they came from a white man uh, Excuse me uh, uh, A black man and a black woman Edom We just read that Esau is the father of the Edomites Now we're going to Revelation chapter 12 We want to show you something Go to Revelation 12 And we're going to read verse 1 Revelation 12 and 1 And there appeared a great wonder in heaven A woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Those twelve stars represent the twelve tribes of Israel. Verse 2. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns. Now it says a great red dragon to show you that Red is who? Edom. Esau. So Satan linked with Esau because he had a hatred for his brother and for Christ. See? So the predominantly the governments or the ruling uh, governments who are being led by Satan would be what? They would be scarlet colored. Read that again, brother. Verse 3. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. Right. Now... It says seven heads. That seven heads is the is Rome. Rome is on seven mountains. It's the only. Um, it's the only empire on seven mountains in the past, or today, or even in the future. Read that again, brother. Verse three. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. One second. So it said, he said he had seven heads, which is Rome. It said ten horns and seven crowns upon their heads. Now, those crowns mean dominion. They would have dominion. If you don't believe that Esau would have dominion, look over there in Buckingham Palace. Who is that? See? Read three again, brother. Verse three. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns. Those ten horns are the it's called the European Union those are the ten powers that would come from Rome we're gonna run them down for you it's Luxembourg Denmark Belgium Netherlands Germany Sweden France Spain Great Britain Switzerland these are the original ten countries the powers that came from Rome read three again brother Verse three and there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. Now, remember it said great red dragon. That means predominantly these would be scarlet color. All of these uh, these lands, that these powers that we just named, we understand are being controlled through Esau or Edom. So Esau would start to use government to persecute us. See? Continue, brother. Verse 4. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. And did cast them to the earth And the dragon stood before the woman Which was ready to be delivered For to devour her child as soon as it was born Right now we know that during the Haradian dynasty Herod killed the children two years back In order to to murder Christ The king that was prophesied We remember that if you remember Christ That he sent uh, If you remember during the time of Christ Herod sent the wise men out to find Christ And to report back to him Therefore he could kill him Because he knew that he was coming to liberate the children of Israel read that scripture again brother verse 4 and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born and she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron and her child was caught up unto God and took it into his throne read that again And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. See, that man-child was Christ who would rule all nations. Continue. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand, two hundred, and threescore days. Right. So read that one more time, brother. Verse 6. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her. There a thousand, two hundred, and three score days. So the woman, she would, he, the Most High told us to flee into the wilderness, which is today called Africa, to hide amongst other, uh, you know, other people of color. See, so it was it was actually prophesied that we would hide in Israel. Remember, where did Moses go? Where did, didn't he tell Joseph to take his, you know, go into Egypt? So we would flee into Egypt, that place that's called the wilderness. And there we would be fed, which means there would be a place for us to eat, for us to live. We would be taken care of. Continue, brother. Verse seven. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels. Right. Read that again. Verse seven. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels. So this is where you get the star wars from. Where do you think that came from? Wars in the stars. See, this was Satan and his angels fighting against Michael and, and, you know, the most high's angels. Continue, brother. Verse eight and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Right. It says prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven because Satan was cast out. Remember, he was an angel himself. But he was thrown out. Watch. Continue. Verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent. Called the devil and Satan. Was deceived the whole world. See. So once. Once. Um, Christ. Died on the cross for our sins. Lucifer. Or Satan. Had. No longer had power to go up into the heavens. To. 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 Um, to, to get the most high. to What he would do. In other words, is he would go up to the Most High and say, look at what he's doing. Look at what she's doing. You cast me out for one sin, but look at what your people are doing. He lost that power. If you go into Job, the first chapter, he was in he was in the heavenly realm talking to the Most High, asking him to allow him to attack Job. Read that again, brother. Verse nine. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan was deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. Right, see, there was fallen angels that came down with him. It says he deceived the whole world. How did he deceive the whole world? Well, number one, he started saying that they Esau was the Jews. How could Esau be the Jews when Esau is a completely different family from Jacob? See, so he would start to deceive the entire world. He would say, you know what? Go to church on Sundays instead of the Sabbath. Go to, go to church on Sundays instead of the Sabbath. He would say that. He also would set up his own holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, right? Veterans Day. See? Read Revelations 12 and 9 one more time, brother. Verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Continue. Verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come Salvation. And strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. See, Satan was accuser of the brethren. He would go up to the heavenly realm and point out everything that we were doing wrong. He would point. Look at them. They're celebrating Christmas. Look at them. They're celebrating Valentine's Day. They're going to church on Sundays. They eating pork. This was him. Because, see, Satan have an issue that the Most High would forgive us, but he wouldn't forgive him. See, he has an issue with us. Continue, brother. Verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Read that again. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. The only way to overcome Satan is through the blood of the Lamb, who we know is Christ. Continue. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives until the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Right. So woe to us. Because why? Because Satan linked with the Edomites with great wrath. Because Esau is bitter about losing his um, blessing and his birthright, he linked up with Satan in order to fight against us. And he, he hated Christ. He murdered Christ, and now that he can't get to Christ, now he's murdering Christ's people. The woman that pre- that uh, that presented the man-child. That woman was the 12 tribes of Israel. Christ came from the 12 tribes. That's why the 12 tribes have it you know, worse than anybody else. We are the low. We are a base of anybody else in the earth. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 12. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. And of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. See, he will start to persecute us. How? How did he do that? Through slavery, captivity, through vaccinations, through imprisonment. These are all. uh t- These are all wiles of the devil that he would use in order to persecute the woman that brought forth the man-child. That man-child is Christ. That woman is Israel. Continue, brother. Verse 14. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might flee into the wilderness and to her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and a half a time, from the face of the serpent. See? So read that one more time. Verse 14. And the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might flee into the wilderness and to her place. Well, she is nourished for a time and times and a half a time for the face of the serpent. Right. So Israel would flee into Africa, running from Romans who were being controlled by Satan. We fled into Africa in 70 AD. Pick up your history books. Pick up your history books. This was written in a uh, litmus of books. You can go into your Josephus who was a serious Jew scholar who was um, employed by the Romans in order to um, take down, you know, he wrote the history of what was transpiring during that day. He was more, he was like a, uh, a modern day journalist or reporter. Everything that was going down during that time, he was writing down. And he have a record called the Josephus. It says, from the face of the serpent, Satan, who was using the eagle, Who is Rome. The Roman eagle. The eagle has landed. See. So Satan linked up with Esau. And Esau is the Romans. He's the government. And he would use Esau in order to take us down. Now. We're going to Revelations 2 and 9. We're going to end it here. This was part of his deception. Where it said he was cast out. And he deceived the world. Revelations two verse nine, and I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are the Jews and are not. And I know what the blasphemy of them would say they are the Jews and are not. And I know what the blasphemy of them would say they are the Jews and are not. What are the synagogue of Satan? See, so the Messiah said he know our works. The tribulation and the poverty that we in. Nobody go through more tribulation than us. Nobody is more impoverished than us. But we're rich spiritually. He know the blasphemy, which means he know the bold-faced lie of them who say they are Jews and are not. Who is that? Because the Negroes aren't claiming to be Jews. They're claiming to be African Americans. Those people claiming to be Jews are Jewish. You're not a Jew. You wish you were a Jew. You are the synagogue of Satan, and we know who you are. See? Who is that? Who worships in synagogues? The Jewish people. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are the Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold... The devil shall cast some of you into prison. Behold, what? The devil shall cast some of you into prison. Now, who's over the industrial, com- the, pr- the industrial prison complex? That's the Jewish people being controlled by Satan. Remember, it said the synagogue of Satan. As Jewish people, do they believe in the Bible? Do they believe in the Most High? Do they believe in Christ? They don't believe in though in Christ. They don't believe in the Most High. They have no respect for us. The Most High said, "Fear not, what we're going to suffer." The devil shall cast us into prison. Who's in the prisons? Who's packing the prisons? So no matter, you know, who you claim to be, Jewish, Romans, whoever, you know, they claim to be European, they claim to be everybody but who they are, the Most High know who you are, and we know who you are too. Read 10 again, brother. Verse 10, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. See, so fear not. They're trumping up charges. They're beating us to a pulp. Every time you turn around on social media or television news, you're seeing us being murdered by police officers. Those who are put there to supposedly uh, service the community, right? They're throwing us in jail, you know, and I'm not saying selling drugs is good, but, you know, Now in America, they're selling weed now. There's stores where you can go buy weed, but they'll throw us in jail for doing it. See? This was the Jewish people. They're being, it's called a privately owned prison. Do your research on that. Which means they're actually paying people to build prisons. Little did you know, for each prisoner that they have, they get paid about $1,600 a day. A day. Prison is a for-profit business. So we're we're going through trials and tribulations Why? Because we broke God's law So we're not here to blame anybody We broke God's law That's nobody else's fault but our own We relegated our power through disobedience But he said what? Be thou faithful Unto death, that means death Sometimes death is a requirement In order to do this work, Christ died But you must be faithful To what you know is true Read 9 and 10 again brother Verse 9 I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are the Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. For none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. A crown of life. That means you'll get a crown if you're faithful unto death. Don't follow Satan, follow the Most High even when it's not popular, even if they try to kill you for following the Most High. Even if they try to crucify you for the Most High, spiritually. They may not put you on a cross, but they're persecuting us, they're throwing us in prisons, they're putting us, you know, they're giving us drugs. See this is what they're doing. Now we wanted to go into this history because we needed you to understand that there's a war going on and if you don't know there's a war. You can't gird up your loins because you don't know you're fighting. See? So now that you know there's a fight, and what's the origin of the fight, now you can protect yourself. Wake your brothers and sisters up. Even for Edomites, who now have learned who they are. Now do something to change that. Go to Israel. Tell Israel who they are. Make sure you don't get involved in the things that your people want to admonish upon you. See? Remember, the Most High said he hated Esau. He didn't hate all Edomites. He hated Esau. So if you're in that same spirit as Esau, then the Most High hate you. So do what you can do to stop the wiles of Satan. Because we all know that you know, so-called black people or the Jews would have never even received rights if it wasn't for white people. They were out there on the front lines with us during the civil rights era. Who do you think was opening up their homes to us during the Underground Railroad? That was Edomites. See? So we're going to need your help. Righteously. But you got to put down the behaviors of your fathers. We want to say shalom and quam yasha'allah. Quam yasha'allah.